Hi, Suze. How are you going? Yeah, good. It's been a wet and windy week in Sydney this week. So I've been enjoying the rain while sitting indoors. Oh, that sounds nice and cozy. Yes, it is very nice and cozy. How's your week been, Suze? Um, my week's been good. Um, we've had a few COVID cases in the Northern Territory. Most of them are in community, so I haven't been out in community this week. Um, and so I've just been keeping busy in the office and seeing, <laughs> that's my dog, <laughs> and seeing, um, yeah, clients in Darwin. So it's been nice and restful. I've been enjoying it. <laughs> Yeah. How has the COVID situation been? Have you been a part of kind of the relief effort? Um, yeah. So, yeah, um, we've been redeployed to um, do COVID swabbing, which has been really fun. Um, it is really hot, though, because you're um, in your PPE and then you go um, out into this car park so there's no wind um and there's all the cars there so all the exhaust and everything is just really hot um but they take care of us really well so um that's been good they give us like lots of um drinks and snacks and they feed us lunch and dinner and breakfast as well so i can't really complain and like they give us breaks in between our shifts so because a lot of my team was deployed there like during the breaks we just sit there and chat <laughs> so i've actually oh, okay. really enjoyed it yeah it seems like nt health is really looking after you guys mm, yeah they take care of us very well we've been trying to prevent having outbreaks and i think you've been pretty good with avoiding um parts of australia that have had prolonged lockdowns or massive outbreaks i have it hasn't been strategic or anything it kind of just has been that way um when i was in queensland there weren't really any COVID cases then and then now that i'm in the northern territory i feel like we've had a really good run um and even though there were a few cases here and there a lot of them were in catherine um not in darwin so yeah um i haven't really experienced the full brunt of what a lockdown's like um, talking about Melbourne, do you have any plans to go home for Christmas? I do. Very exciting. Well, I'm very excited anyway. Um, yeah, so I've used up all my leave to book three weeks um, <laughs> holidays back in Melbourne over the Christmas and New Year's period. So I'm so excited about that. I really hope it's able to go ahead. Um, which I'm thinking that it will, since Australia is trying to open up now. So I don't think it'll be yeah, thwarted by um, COVID, hopefully. Yeah. 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 Oh, that would be awesome. Mm. It'd be so good to like see family after such a long time and to be able to spend Christmas all in the same place. Yeah. Especially for your family who's probably wanting to get out of the house mm -hmm. after spending so much time in in the one place <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i think we're going on a three week no three day trip to geelong um oh cool which i'm really looking forward to <laughs> i think it'll be nice, good for them nice. to get out of the house yeah definitely mm, yeah um what about you i think you are going back to melbourne as well is what i'm hearing <laughs> Yeah, I'm also going back to Melbourne. Yay! And without 
without planning it, we are going to be in Melbourne around the same time, I think, mm. which, which is really good. Um, and I think the last time I saw you probably was Christmas at the end of 2020. Was it? Yeah. Yeah, true. Wow. And then, and then we spent New Year's Eve together and then I think you went back to the Gold Coast not long after that. Mm. Oh, man, and it's been a year. That's crazy. It has been a year, yeah. So, yeah, it will be good. I'll be able to see my family and I'm also excited for catching up with a couple of close mates that I haven't seen in a while. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it'll be good and, and ni- a nice way to kind of wind down and finish off the year. Mm. But talking about Melbourne... And talking about things we're looking forward to. I had an interesting experience this week, Suze. Ooh, tell me. Um, so I was scrolling through Facebook, and this is not the interesting part, but I was scrolling, scrolling, and then I saw this suggested ad come up. And it was an ad by the Westfield Shopping Centre Corporation. And it said in capital letters that Westfield Knox is being renovated and it had these flashy concept pictures of what the new shopping centre is going to look Mm. like. And for those of our um, podcasters who don't know, um, I, well, actually both of us used to live close to a shopping centre called Westfield Knox. And yeah, it was where I used to hang out with some friends from high school. Um, I'd often hang out with friends with uni there. Um, I knew the layout of the place back to front. Like it was pretty, not not the most glamorous shopping centre. It was definitely one of the older ones out there <laughs> and definitely time for a bit of an upgrade. But for some reason, when I saw the Facebook post, Suze, I just got really sad Aww. just out of nowhere for, for the shopping centre that's getting renovated. Oh, that's sad. What, what do you think was going on in your mind? Yeah, uh, well, in true Esther fashion, of course, <laughs> I took an, an opportunity to further analyse why I was having this emotional response and it, this is probably overthinking it a little bit. But I feel like I develop this sort of nostalgic connection to shopping centres, mm. which sounds really odd, but a similar thing happened when... Westfield Fountain Gate was renovated like probably oh, like eight or nine years ago now. Yeah. And that was a shopping centre that was really close to the areas in which I grew up during late primary school and all throughout high school. And again, I had a lot of memories with friends um, there and we go to the movies a lot, we go shopping. And, and again, I knew the place back to front. And when they renovated it, I didn't know where things were and I just felt like this part of my adolescence had kind of been taken away and it sounds bizarre Suze like it sounds really weird when I'm saying it out loud and I'm cringing a little bit because people might think it's really (laughs) odd Um, but I think part of the reason why I really developed these connections at least on a mental and emotional level Mm. was maybe because my family and I moved around a lot when I was younger. Mm. So my dad's job took him to different towns and um, throughout rural Victoria. And we would often live in a different town, 
like every year. Right. So we'd be moving once every six months. Oh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> or once every 12 months. Mm-hmm. And so I never really developed strong connections to a physical house. Right. Like I obviously have good memories about time spent with my family there or with friends. Mm-hmm. Um but for some reason, my brain just decided to latch onto these shopping centers, <laughs> um, places where, you know, are probably frequent, you know, at least once or twice a week, whether it's be to do groceries with my family or just to hang out with friends after school mm-hmm. or on the weekend or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. I feel like, well, all of us kind of have to find something that's kind of stable or consistent to latch onto and for some people it might be their house if they've lived in the same house for a really long time or some people it might be like a certain group of friends like the friends that they do sports with every Saturday or like the group of people that they do music with and yeah for some people it might be shopping centers (laughs) so yeah I think it's maybe it's like yeah, I would say it's quite human nature to want to cling on to something and um, hmm. have something that's consistent. And obviously when that consistent is then changed, it, you do go through that. <laughs> it's like our favourite um, catchphrase, like the stages of grief, <laughs> the five stages of grief. <laughs> yep. But yep. yeah, I feel like for any change, you would there is like some sort of grieving that happens. And especially when it's something that is dear to you or like if you've had lots of fond memories um like yeah at the shopping center i feel like that does make sense that seeing it change or like move on almost it's like oh <laughs> like it brings you back in time and yeah it is a bit sad yeah. i can understand that oh thanks <laughs> thanks for not judging me and being like oh you weirdo no <laughs> i I definitely see where you're coming from and I totally agree. Um, I think when we were talking about going home to Melbourne and and being with our families Mm. and especially not living in kind of that same community which we grew up in for a couple of years, things inevitably change. Like the neighbourhoods change. Our friends who used to be like a five-minute walk away yeah. um, may have also moved interstate or, or got married or have their own house now. Like I feel like we're in a stage of life where there's a lot of transitions happening mm. and I wonder in those times whether our brains like subconsciously or consciously try to grasp onto things that we previously thought were pretty stable and pretty consistent mm. and like it's almost like you're – on uneven terrain and you're just trying to find solid footing somewhere um, in in the midst of a landscape that is constantly changing and and often in ways that are beyond your actual control. Mm. Yeah, I think we do like familiar things. And even now that I've moved away, I've been finding it quite interesting, the things that I enjoy or like, like talking about, for example, like, when I was in Melbourne, I wasn't, I wouldn't really talk about my Singaporean culture or like Chinese or Asian food and things like that. But after moving, maybe because I don't have as many people who, or like people don't know as much about it, I'm like really excited when someone wants to talk about Asian food or like I never used to watch Korean dramas, but now that I'm away from home and family, like I really enjoy Korean dramas, maybe because it like yeah, wow. gives me a piece of something that 
like it reminds me of home and like my people I'm not even Korean but like my <laughs> Asian culture I guess um yeah. yeah yeah so it's like I'm trying to like now that I'm away and I don't have the constants that I used to have in the past I'm like trying to find new ways to remind me or like of the constants or like yeah things that just seem more familiar almost yeah definitely I think one of my first experiences of that when I moved to Sydney was when I walked into an Asian grocery store. <laughs> and I don't know about you, Suze, but for me, Asian grocery stores have this very distinct smell oh. and feeling about it whenever <laughs> I walk into one. <laughs> um, is that a sentiment that you share as well? I don't know about the smell, but there's definitely vibes. <laughs> Yeah, I think for me it was probably the smell more than anything, like the, all the different spices and, mm. and stuff. Um, and and also I guess the visual of it, you know, it's very different to a Western grocery store. Yeah. Um, and I think as I walked through it, that was the first time like homesickness like really hit Aww. me. I could just conjured up all these memories and they were like good, happy memories mm. of my mum, of my family and, and things back at home. And that's been always something that's really stuck with me. And, and I think it's been a similar thing every time I walk into an Asian grocery store. Mm, wow. You mm. and shops, Esther. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> There's a link there, isn't there? <laughs> it seems. Yeah. Do you, do you think this kind of links in with identity as well, Suze? Mm, what do you mean by that? Like... I think with identity, we have different components of it. And as we shift physical locations, the things that like really identify who we are as people may also be shaped by our environment. So potentially like what you were saying, you are in locations that are very different in terms of demographics compared mm. to where you were living in Melbourne yeah. and because of that shift in environment it's highlighted aspects of your identity that you perhaps didn't value as much before or took for granted or just didn't consider as much and as a result you've grown in that area of yourself mm. yeah um I would say so I can think of one example that I'm thinking of I've just talked about is like Asian food <laughs> I think I kind of took it for granted when I was living in Melbourne um, with so much Asian food around and like everyone was very exposed to Asian food and then when I moved to the yeah. Gold Coast it was so different because um, yeah people would be like oh yeah I've never tried like fur before I'm like what do you mean you've never tried fur before <laughs> um, yeah so little <laughs> things like that or like when I get Asian yeah. food and then it's hard to like I don't really know how to explain it but like it's like this unspoken understanding with, that I had with my friends back in Melbourne and then when I have it with like Asian food with people who haven't really been exposed to it it's like it's cu quite nice um, to be able to introduce them to um, something that I really enjoy but at the same time it's like you enjoy it in a different way as well because yeah, like they've just never really experienced it before and you can't really be like critique it and be like, oh yeah, this it normally tastes like that because they just, they're just like, oh yeah, this just tastes really good and they don't have anything to compare it to. So like it's kind of missing the depth 
ah, maybe that's what I'm trying to say. Like, you have this part of your identity that like has a huge depth to it. Um, and then mm. when you go to a new place and to people who aren't really exposed to that thing that you um, yet yeah, hold really dear to you or that is like a huge part of your identity, it's hard to be able to like share and explain and have a good discussion with them because, yeah, yeah. it's just not something that they know much about, um, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. And from what you're saying, it sounds like there were two different shared experiences. I think when you share an experience with someone else who is also familiar with it, and if we're taking food as the example, mm. if you're sharing this food with someone who's Vietnamese and and really understands the culture and has, has had a lot of this particular type of food and understands the nuance of it, that shared experience is different to introducing a new food to someone else who's never tried it before. Mm. Um, and in that shared experience, you potentially are connecting with the first time you tried that as well and able to share with their excitement mm. and or potentially disgust, depending on what you're trying <laughs> to get people to taste. Yeah. Um, and I think that's really beautiful in different ways because it's still a connection between two people and a wonderful connection, but just really different because you don't have that shared culture with someone Whereas somebody else, you might have that shared culture and you can explore the depth of it in a different way. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Like now whenever I have Asian food with people who haven't had it much before, it's nice to be like able to explain things and not just like this is the food, but like the culture and like this is the maybe the history behind why we do things this way or like how this food even came about. Um, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. But yeah, I'm just thinking about for... Um, you as well like now that you're in Sydney it's hard for you to kind of share the grief of losing this um, shopping centre or like this shopping centre changing because I guess if you were in Melbourne you could like talk about it with people and be like oh yeah it was sad that like yeah this thing that we once um, like all these memories that we had in this place won't be there anymore like because the yeah. shop is changing but at the same time yeah. like um, part of the memories are like with that person and then you guys can then go on and form new memories in some other place or like you can yeah. even talk to them about like oh yeah remember the times back in the day at Knox when we used to like go shopping there every Saturday or something but like now yeah. that you're in Sydney no one else really has that shared experience and so you can't yeah. it's hard, harder to be like my shopping centre is changing. <laughs> like people are less likely to understand it because they don't have any emotional connection to Knox. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And maybe that's why um, you were the one I chose to speak about Aww. this with. Um, that's true. I think a lot of places and even things can can hold that sort of emotional connection. And I think usually it isn't necessarily about the place or the thing itself, mm. um, but the value that we attribute it in our mind. Mm. I think something else that this reminds me of is how nostalgic a lot of people are about high school and their mm. high school experiences, or even their primary school, like going back to, to visit their old primary school or their old high school and how f fondly a lot of people talk about that. Um, and obviously, th these are mainly people who have had a very positive association with those parts of schooling. Mm. Um, but I think the reason this whole shopping centre thing really <laughs> took me by surprise is because 
I don't think I'm a very nostalgic person. Mm. Um, or I guess maybe I just wasn't aware of it. <laughs> but in terms of all these life stages, like when I finished high school, I was obviously able to appreciate all the good things that came out of it and also acknowledge the things that weren't great about it. Yeah. But I just kind of went, cool, this is a life stage that's done. I didn't super like grieve over it or was super nostalgic about it when mm. I moved on to university. And I think the same thing happened with my undergraduate time. Like I had a fantastic time. I really enjoyed the university I went to and the connections that I made while I was there and also the job opportunities and further study opportunities it gave me. Yeah. But once that chapter of my life was done and I took time to reflect on what I got out of it, I just moved on from it. Like I never am the type of person who was like, oh, I wish I was still back in high school mm. or oh, I wish I was still back in undergrad. Like that just wasn't the person that I was or, or am. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Ooh, uh, how how would you say you re- you relate to these types of experiences? Like what type of person do you think you are? Mm. Um, I feel like, I don't know, maybe because I've moved around quite a bit as well. Um, yeah, I've, I think more recently in my reflections, I feel like I'm the kind of person who just really enjoys things, um, in that moment. And then once it's over, I'm very happy to like, just move on and like, just be present in each moment that I'm at. Um, yeah. Yeah. And kind of live without regrets not that anyone can ever live fully without regrets (laughs) but I think that's Mm -hmm. something that I do try and be intentional about um yeah so yeah I feel like I don't find it very hard to like have a group of friends and then when it's time to move on just move on Um, but I think for me my constant would be my family um, because I'm really close to my family um yeah and so now whenever I'm like oh going back to Melbourne like the thing that I'm always excited about about is um hanging out with my family or even now that I'm here um if I have someone that I want to talk to or like if I'm thinking about like oh I wish there was someone who knew me well that I can chat to it'll it'll always be my family so yeah I guess it's just yeah different for different people um yeah yeah I think I'm because I'm so close to my family, it makes it easier to not be, not feel the need to have a lot of close friends around me. Because like whenever I need mm. to chat to someone, I'm like, oh, I'll just chat to Ben or like my mum or my dad or Pris or something. Um, mm, definitely. Oh, thanks for those thoughts, Suze. Mm, and no <laughs> thanks for listening to my reflections about my nostalgic connections to shopping centres <laughs> of my youth and young adulthood. No, that was great to think about. And yeah I, yeah, I remember we used to go to Knox every Sunday after church um, and we would go to that Japanese restaurant that was run by Chinese people, Kumamoto, <laughs> and get like the same yeah. thing every single week and we'll, we'll share yes. it. We'll get like two or three and share it as a family. So yeah, good times awesome. at Knox. <laughs> yeah. I think I, I really like the Froyo place. Um, that's often where I would take my brothers whenever I would pick them up from school. Um, if we ever had a treat, I would take my brothers to get Aww, Froyo. That's and cute. Yeah, that was always a really good memory for me. Um, yeah, wow. 
thanks for sharing in that experience, <laughs> Suze. No worries. Anytime. <laughs> oh, well, it's been so good chatting with you today, Suze. Yeah. Um, I hope that everyone has a fantastic Christmas and New Year's. Mm-hmm. We are doing a really special episode mm. um, that will be coming out hopefully just before Christmas Ooh. where we'll be needing you to join our convo and for you to give us your questions. So, Suze, where can they find um, the place to give us some questions to answer? Oh, you put me on the spot. I don't know. It's um, probably our link in our Instagram bio or if you just send either of us a message or you can email us on our call convo's email address. Yes. Anything. Really. I like all the plugs. <laughs> um, yeah, definitely check out our Instagram at Call Convos, and I'll also include the link in our show notes. Perfect. I can't Fantastic. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll catch you in the next Call Convos. Yeah, I'll see you then. Bye. Bye. Bye.